Hey, bestie, I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Staying Inspired. I'm your hype woman and host, Amanda Yoa, and my jam is inspiring the glass ceiling breakers, the bold move makers, the best life living women in the making. This is the hottest place for empowerment, real conversation, inspiration, humor, and tools for you to up-level your life and make some bold moves in that main character energy. So now that you're here, grab some snacks, sit back, and let's get into it. Hey, girlfriends. Welcome back to another episode of Staying Inspired. Today, I have with me the amazing Tony Rodriguez. Tony is a results-driven, high-performance life and business strategist, coach, consultant, inspirational speaker, and trainer. Tony, I am super excited to have you today. Thank you so much for being here with us. Well, honored to be here. So great to be with you and your community. Excited for what we're going to be discussing today. Yes, yes. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about um, gratitude and forgiveness. It can be a tough topic, right? Um, and, you know, gratitude... I feel like it seems to be the trend. It's trending right now, right? Like it, having a gratitude practice. I see more and more people implementing that into their lives, my friends included, with no influence from me. I mean, I've been doing gratitude for a while now and I mentioned it to them, you know, earlier down the road, but I see them picking up on it now and it just seems to be the trend. So with many people starting or ending their day with, you know, three things that they're grateful for in your experience, how have you seen gratitude and forgiveness play foundational roles in individual success or personal growth journey? Well, uh, first of all, I'm grateful uh, for you and for having me on here today. Uh, I think that, you know, these are two big topics, as we mentioned just before we hit record. Um, and I think gratitude and forgiveness are uh, two secrets to happiness. <clears throat> and we'll go to gratitude first because it's epically important while it's trending now it's always been in the right circles it's always been the thing right it's a it's a mindset shift that we all have to have and to be grateful for the things that not just the things that we had yesterday because we're oftentimes because it's easy to be grateful for what you had yesterday for the meal you had yesterday for the meeting you had for the successes and the health you had yesterday it's even pretty easy to have gratitude and, and be grateful for what you have now it's not as easy to be grateful for what is coming tomorrow, right? So I, I started using the hashtag a while ago, grateful forward, almost like paying it forward, but being grateful forward. And the importance of that is incredible because number one, important gratitude is important because you have to be grateful for what you had and you have to be grateful for what you have because I can guarantee you this, your worst day may be somebody else's dream somewhere in the world that doesn't have anything anywhere near what you have. We need to think about, you know, being grateful for the dishes in the sink because it meant you had food to eat for the laundry that you've got to do because you've got clothes to wear and a place to wash them. Do, do I have to clean my house? No, you get to because you've got to be grateful for so many of those things. And people don't understand how grat what gratitude really, what, what role it really plays. So many people aren't grateful. You ask them, what are you grateful for? They say, well, nothing. Well, why not? Because, you know, life sucks. I said, well, you woke up this morning, right? And that's why it's so important to, and again, it's a really big topic, so I'm going to try to truncate this as much as possible. I will say, though, that gratitude is one of the most epically important things because the more things, you know, there's a, that saying that says, seeking you shall find. And Rumi says, what you find, uh, is defined by what you seek. I just butchered that quote up. But what you what you find depends on what you look for. 
So what are you looking for in your life? Are you looking for more things to be grateful for? Are you just, are you focusing on the abundance already in your life? Or are you focused on scarcity? Are you focused what's not in your life? Because the more you focus on what's good in your life and what you're grateful for, the more things you find to be grateful for, right? And if you're not grateful for what you have, what makes you think you deserve anything more? What makes you think you're going to get any more? If you're not grateful for what you have, if you're not taking care of the things and, and the people that are already in your life. So gratitude is epically important that when you practice that gratitude, whether it's three, preferably three things in the morning, three things at night, because in the morning, it presets your day because you start off happy at night. It presets your evening. It'll give you better sleep. You'll start to perhaps dream about the things that you want in your life. And again, trying to keep this tight. Gratitude is an important thing because it's not enough. So many people, when they pray to whoever, whatever they believe in the universe, whoever they believe in, I happen to believe in God. Um, when you pray, most people just ask for things. Maybe it's time you stop asking, you start thanking for the things you already have. And the reality of it is, everybody talks about the secret and talks about law of attraction and everything else. The most important law of attraction is being grateful forward, being grateful today for what's coming tomorrow, being thankful to your creator, whatever you believe in, that that is already coming into your life. Because what you want, wants you just about getting in the right alignment. Yeah, I love that. You know, for me, it was like focusing on, it's it sounds so simple now saying it, but it was one of the most difficult pivots in my life. And it was, you know, focusing on everything in life that I wanted. For so long, I focused on what I didn't want because that was my situation. And when I started focusing on what I wanted, one day I was just like, well, why don't I just start putting my energy towards what I want, Amanda? We were like, okay, let's do that and see what happens. And, you know, I did and it started, it, it allowed me to open up to gratitude and focusing on so many things around me that were happening for me that I was discrediting and disregarding because I was so much in my mind and in that box of the things that I didn't want in my current situation, which was I, you know, what I didn't want. And it's really just selectively choosing to look at certain things in your life instead of looking at the whole picture. And sometimes you need someone to pull you out of that frame, right? Like, so you can get that third person point of view of what really is going on. And for me, gratitude was that, that door opener that allowed me to focus on the things that I wanted in my life. And once I started doing that, I started focusing on what I had. And that created more of what I wanted. It's amazing. But I want to pivot a little bit here because um, I noticed there's a big thing in the world right now known as cancel culture. And like you can't say a certain thing, you know, if you can't, it's like people can't really say how they feel, you know. So I, society norms when it comes to cancel culture, you know, it's, I believe this is something that needs to be changed. So like, what are your thoughts and how do you navigate the balance between holding individuals accountable? and promoting genuine forgiveness and growth. So before I, I jump on that, that's a great, that's a great one as well. I'm just, cause you said something before that's epically important. So what you focus on is what you're going to experience. And I have to, I have to go back and hit on that before going to the next one, because if you focus on what you want, you're going to find more of it. You're going to attract it. If you focus on what you don't, you're going to find that as well. There's a story of a man driving through the deserts of California and those telephone poles are, where power poles are like 200 feet in between. And every year, without fail, every week, somebody slams into a pole. Why? When there's 200 feet in between, and you're talking about a pole that's 12 to, to, to 16 inches around, this big, that's the pole. And there's 
200 feet in between. Why do people hit that? Because they're like, oh my God, the pole, the pole, the pole, the pole, watch out for the pole. And they instinctively drive towards the pole because that's what they're focusing on. They're not focusing on the open expanse. They're not focusing on the opening. You speak to professional race car drivers, they don't focus on the wall. They focus on the turn. They focus on what's ahead of them, right? So it's about where you're focusing and, and that's what you're going to experience and bring into your life. So don't hit the damn pole. Focus on what you want, not what you don't. Because when you're when you're focusing on the wrong thing, you're actually attracting that into your life. You know, they say that worrying is praying for shit you don't want. So stop praying for shit you don't want. Start being grateful for the things that you do. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll uh, kind of cap it with that for now. And, and, and I will say that gratitude has changed my life. And it's changed the lives of every of one of my clients that I speak to. I, I encourage everyone to text me that I'm working with specifically. Or if anybody, somebody calls me, they're having a hard time. I said, just text me three things you're grateful for every single day in the morning. And I did that to one particular friend of mine, Garth Sandiford, as you probably know from the gratitude movement. And he's on like, here, I'll tell you exactly where he's at this morning. He's on the fourth year and he's, he's going on four years. Where's this text for, from him this morning? So I know he already sent me a text every morning. He texts me without fail. I can, I can count on his text coming in. I mean, so this morning is day 82 in year five of him texting me every single day. He's te- texting me 10 things he's grateful for every morning. So it changed his life. It can change yours. Gratitude, practice, practice it, practice it, practice it. I promise you it will change your life. Now, onto your question. I had to kind of add that in. Uh, you know, forgiveness, we've got to understand that. First of all, everybody needs to have, uh, everybody deserves their opinion. In this country, our First Amendment right is freedom of speech of course second amendment is you better get a gun though because people are going to attack you for it right uh not to whatever get into one thing or another we're not going to get political here except to say that everybody wants freedom of speech and everybody well let's just say that the people that call and scream for the most tolerance are the ones that are the least tolerant of all and again that is a bit of a political statement albeit true whether you agree with it or not that's just the way it is the people who scream for the most tolerance are the ones that are the least tolerant they want their opinion but if as soon as you disagree with them then your opinion is not valid and you've got to be canceled and that's absolute extreme and total bullshit right and if anybody you know who should get canceled the people that are calling for canceling and i'm not even a fan of that but if anyone should get canceled is all these knuckleheads that that are speaking out of both sides of their mouth and lying to you and when you point out the truth they want to cancel you just because it's the inconvenient truth. So, but pulling back from that a bit, to think about forgiveness. We've all been hurt in our lives. Every single one of us has been hurt, whether it was by a parent, by a friend, by a stranger, by a teacher, by a, an accident, by, uh, listen, it's so many things that can happen that go wrong in the world. And, you know, the reality is we all deal with the same 10 or 12 challenges across the world, just different spectrums of them whether it's because your mommy didn't didn't hug you as much as you'd like to or your daddy smacked you once uh, and you think that you're traumatized because of that, yet there are people that are abandoned and are beaten on a regular basis and tied to that. You know, there's all kinds of bad shit happening in the world. There's a lot of, uh, but there's only 10 to 12 problems that we have throughout the world. That's why when you speak to someone that's really talking about the human behavior or personal development or you know, growing through shit that, you know, you're, you've got to go through, right? You know, it's get up and grow. It's helping you grow through what you go through, um, which is the movement, obviously, that uh, that you know me from and uh, that is epically important. So we all have to grow through those things. 
the way to grow through them, however, is to forgive. And there's things that happen to all of us that seem unforgivable. And I, I might be jumping ahead of myself here. Uh, but I'll just say that forgiveness, and because I'm going to have to talk about that before we go to the, the wall culture and cancel culture and all of that. Forgiveness is a gift that you give yourself, regardless of what happened to you in your life. Forgiveness is not for the person that hurt you. It's for you. Because somebody hurts you and you put up a wall to protect yourself from being hurt from other people, not understanding that it might keep bad people out, but it will also keep the good people out. The love you seek, the, the friendships, the things that you want in your life, you're keeping them out as well. So bad things happen and instead of us taking those bad things, learning from them, taking the good, leaving the bad. And there's, there's good that comes from many things. You know, obviously there's some things that are darker than others that there's really no good from them except to appreciate life when you're away from those things or perhaps learning maybe some of the things to watch out so you don't experience those same things and fall into the same traps that you did before. So there's lessons to be learned in all of it. Yet, again, it is about forgiveness. It's, it, and I have a five-step process to forgiveness, right? And some of these are going to sound familiar and some of these are going to sound silly, um, but there's a five-step process. And it's epically important because until we forgive and we let go, we're victims of our own, uh, of, we're now the victims. If you're still suffering something that happened 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago, you're not being victimized by that person anymore. It's not their fault anymore. You're victimizing yourself. This is why the forgiveness is so important of even, yes, the other person, even if it's unforgivable, because it doesn't mean it's okay. It doesn't absolve them of their sin. It doesn't do anything. It, what it does is it frees you because those bad things that happen, and I'm speaking a little fast because I want to get as much in here as possible. So if I'm going too fast, tell me I'll slow down. But the bad things that happen is like people throwing rocks at you. And as the saying goes, use them to, to, to pave your road. Instead, many people build a castle and that castle becomes a prison. But it's a prison with no doors and prison with no windows. You're imprisoning yourself because you haven't let go. And holding on to anger, there's a saying that says holding on to anger is like drinking poison, expecting someone else to die. The other one by Buddha says, uh, holding on to anger is like holding on to a hot piece of coal and waiting for your enemy to come by so you can throw it at him. The only one you're hurting is yourself because it's burning your hand. But is that true? No, it's not. Because ultimately, you're, when you're in pain, how are you showing up? When you have a toothache, as an example, like we were talking earlier, when you have a toothache, how are you showing up to the people that you love? How are you showing up to your, to your friends, to your family, to your husband, to your kids, to your parents? How are you showing up to your coworkers and team members and teammates and friends? You're showing up as a dim down, dumbed down version of yourself. Even if after the years you've learned to work through the pain, it's still a dim down version of you because you haven't forgiven. Because when you're in pain, you're hurt and your full version, your full expression isn't there. You can't love fully. You can't feel the love fully because by the way, you can only love as deeply. You can only feel love as deeply as you love yourself. And if you haven't forgiven, chances are, you haven't forgiven yourself either. And people say, well, yeah, I did, or it wasn't my fault. It doesn't matter if it's your fault or not. And here's why. Step one of the five steps to forgiveness. Forgive the situation, because we all have a memory, a room, a space, an accident, a, a, whatever that is. Forgive the situation. Then the next one, obviously, is hard. It's forgiving the person that hurts you. And again, there's extre very varying extremes of that. There are people that 
that are hurt by someone who haven't spoken to them in years. And the person doesn't even know that they offended them, but they're so deeply wounded. They haven't spoken for 20 years and it's affected them their whole life because they haven't forgiven them. So it's forgive the person. Even if somebody hurts you dramatically, and I know there's some things that are unforgivable, I, I'm okay with forgiving people and still putting the needle in their arm. Still, you know, I am for that. I'm not against that, I should say. I am for punishing the people that hurt you, yet the forgiveness is more for you than it is for them. But it'll also bring, break that psychic connection or that, that energetic connection that you have to those dark people and those dark forces. Because if you're still suffering 20 years later, you're now victimizing yourself because maybe the person's dead, long gone. They're not even thinking of you. They're not thinking of you. So why are you thinking of them? Why are you punishing yourself for something that happened in the past that you had no control over? So forgive the person that hurt you. Not because it's for them, but it's to free you and knock down that prison that you built. Very epically important. Nobody wants to do it. It's a hard damn thing. And there's a process that you can go through. And I take all my clients through and you're, uh, feel free to, um, to recommend uh, the, the resource for your people to, to go for your, your uh, audience to go to is just look up and it's exactly how it sounds. Ho, opono, pono. Just try to spell it. On, 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 on YouTube or on your Google search and you, it'll, it'll fix it for you. It's, it's the Ho'oponopono. It's a spiritual, ancient, uh, uh, Hawaiian prayer of forgiveness. It's not a spiritual, it's not a religious prayer. It's a, it's a spiritual prayer. So it's an incantation, a chanting of sorts to forgive and envisioning the person that hurt you and all of that. So I'm not going to get into that because we don't have the time. So going back to, so forgiving the thing, the situation, the place. Then number two, forgiving the person that hurt you. And then number three, people don't think about, you got to forgive God. What? Why forgive God? God doesn't need my forgiveness. Well, he also didn't need you to say, God, why me? Why me? Inevitably, people always say, why me, God? Why did you let this happen to me? Well, if you're faulting God, maybe it's time to forgive God. Does he need your forgiveness? No, but you need to forgive God or your creator or whoever you believe in, the universe. That's step three. I'm going to, I'm going to just jump over step four. I'm going to come back to it. And then obviously step five is to forgive yourself. Now, many people think that they have and they perhaps they have, but have they forgiven themselves at the level that they could and should? Maybe because step four is the hard part. And the first time I, 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 I share this thought, this idea, this, these five keys to forgiveness with someone, it was with, I'm not going to say, I'm not even going to elaborate. It was somebody very extremely close to me. And um, she had been violated from the age of seven to the age of 13 by family members. And so she was angry at me when I said this. So I'm going to tell you that now, step four. But then she finally saw what I meant. So I would ask everybody, just take this with a grain of salt and listen to it. Understand it. Don't get mad at it. But just listen. Step four is to own, it's the radical responsibility, own your role in whatever took place. Now, this, there's, there's a hot button right there because people will say, I had nothing to do with it. I was sexually molested. I was this, I was that. I was in a car accident. I got hit. It wasn't my fault. My father was an ass. I got beaten. Yes, I get it. And especially when it comes to sexual violence and all those horrible things. And I've got chills right now. Can't tell, but you know, my arms just lifting up. You, in many cases, you did have a role, not in those extreme things that I just said, but in many cases, a lot of the hurts that we have, we played a role in it. The, the breakup of a relationship, uh, the car, even the car accident, 
you chose to get in the car that day. So just own the fact that you got in the car. Just like in some more extreme cases that we don't want to talk about, just own the fact that you were alive at the wrong place at the wrong time in space. Just own that you were present there. That's it. It's not your fault. I understand it's not your fault. And here's the thing, because inevitably you blame yourself anyway. You blame yourself. So if you blame yourself, just take ownership of it just for a split second so that then you can actually forgive yourself. Because how can you forgive yourself if you didn't take ownership of it? And inevitably we blame ourselves for whatever happened in our lives, whether it's a sexual thing, whether it's a physical thing, or maybe you were beaten by your parents and why, 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 well, why me? What did I do wrong? Inevitably, your parents got divorced, you got angry, right? So it's about forgiving. Again, step one, forgiving the thing, the situation, the place, even the space. Step two, forgive the person that hurts you. Step three, forgive your creator, God, whoever you say, why me? Step four, own your part in it, even for a split second. The fact that you were alive at the wrong place at the wrong time in space. And then step five, forgive yourself. And again, without step four, it's hard to do step five. You may say you did it, but until you took ownership of it, it's hard to forgive yourself. So that's what I would say on the forgiveness front. And it's an epically important part because, you know, even if you're going through life and it's clear, and I, I'll, I'll go back to, you know, all these crazy uh, big pharma ads, you know, we've all seen the Claritin commercial. There's clear, and then it just peels off another. And it's, it is, it looks clear. And then you pull up, peel off another layer. Now it's clarity and clear, right? And it's all bright and shiny and everything else. And that's how many people live their lives. They're going through life well enough, but not at the level, the sharpness of Christmas and with the vibrance that they could and should because of the bad relationship that they had when they were 18 or 20. And they haven't forgiven some of the shit of the past. And we all know that curmudgeon that's in their 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s that they're just pissed off. They don't even know why they're pissed off. Well, they're pissed off because perhaps they haven't forgiven the most basic of things. Maybe they woke up 20 years ago late. The alarm didn't go off. They're like, oh, damn it, I'm late. Trip over the dog. God damn dog. You know, then then they're running late. They, they're driving. They hit a bump. They spill coffee. They're, damn it, you know, get pulled over by a cop. You know, this is like a story I created, right? They get pulled over by a cop. Now they're late to work. They get to work. The boss is like, you're late again. Like, you don't understand. I've had this morning. He's like, I don't care what you've had. This is your third time late this month. This and that. Says, and the guy says, you know what? Screw you. Screw me. Screw you. You're fired. Guy goes home, says, Honey, why are you home so early? I got fired. Why'd you get fired? Because of this. I'm like, God damn it. I told you your damn attitude was going to get you fired. You're going to get you in trouble. But fight ensues. She leaves. You're screwed. Or he leaves. Whatever it is. And that bad, because most people don't have a bad day. They have a bad moment that they milk all freaking day. That bad moment becomes a bad minute, becomes a bad hour, bad day, bad week, bad month, bad life. And so sometimes people are just upset and angry because they haven't forgiven and let go of shit that happened in the past. So it's time to forgive because they say that the road, the road to, 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 to that most people have a highway to hell or a highway to ha unhappiness and sadness and anger and a dirt road to happiness. And we need to flip that around. We need to create that highway to happiness and that dirt road to sadness and anger and pain, right? And that's what we really need to do. And forgiveness is the key to that. So gratitude and forgiveness are the keys to happiness. Two of the largest keys to happiness. So to, now to, to, I almost, I'm going to pause here before I answer your world question or no. your question. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, I want to, because I want to tie this back in with gratitude because I think, you know, for, for me and my personal experience of 
I'm going to share that. Gratitude opened me up to forgive, being able to forgive. And that's forgiving others and forgiving myself. You know, I totally resonated with your five step process. And some of that was extremely hard. But I think once you tap into that energy of gratitude, it opens up to other energies such as compassion, grace. You know, I had a very difficult relationship with my mom growing up and I held on to all of this resentment and anger. And I realized, you know, I was just ruining myself in that process. Like, yeah, we had our, we had our things that we went through, but I was essentially ruining myself and I needed to forgive her for me. And once I was able to tap into gratitude, it really opened me up to having compassion for myself, realizing, okay, Amanda, like you made your decisions in the past based on what happened to you. That's okay. Let's move forward, you know, and having grace for myself and saying, you know, it's okay where you are right now. And then once I was able to give myself those things, I was able to give other people like my mom, you know, and I started saying, okay, like she's your mom, but she's also a human and she's having her own experience. And maybe there's things she's not able to work on, you know, so let's give her a little grace. And then that opened me up to a whole different window of things that were right in front of me, going back to, you know, gratitude, Focusing on the things I didn't want with my mom, you know, in turn, when I started giving her that grace and that, and that compassion, and I was able to forgive her, I realized there was so much there between us that was actually for me that enabled me to fill my heart really with so many ways she was trying to show me her love. You know, we we can get into a whole other conversation about love language. We'll save that for another day, but, (laughs) but there was so much there for me. And gratitude opened me up to all that. And it opened me up to being able to forgive. So I totally resonated with your five-step process. And some of that is extremely hard, having to forgive yourself for things that you may have not had any control over, but you do it for you. You do it. You know, a lot of times we don't have that explanation. We don't have that storyline. So even just forgiving yourself for your role, whether it was the most simplistic thing, it just gives that storyline an explanation explanation which may be missing that enables you to just put it to rest and move on and move forward so i love that i love that yeah it's so true and, and again i've had to do it in my own life multiple times you know for different reasons different people and you know i had it tough growing up i'm an immigrant kid you know grew up in newark new jersey because that's where my parents immigrated to and had really heavy-handed uh, uh father uh really heavy-handed like on a daily basis pretty much on many on many uh for many years and I had to forgive him, you know, and it was hard, man. It was hard. It was really hard. And I remember the last time he went to hit me, uh, I was already 18. I had a massive car accident on my 18th birthday where I, I had, a, you know, a near death experience, you know, black light, black tunnel, white light. Holy shit. Uh, who's going to tell my mom I'm dead. Sorry about that. Uh, and, um, so I had this really bad experience. And I had to do, I had to find forgiveness and I did. Um, and the reality of it is we're all a compilation of our life's experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And it's those ugly moments that create who you are. You're a better mom today because of what you went through and you were able to forgive to your, so you're a better mom to, to your son now than you perhaps might have been. Not saying you wouldn't be a good mom otherwise, but had you not forgiven, you would have been bitter and your mom would have shown up more in your relationship with your son and even your husband had you not forgiven you know and i look back um at my childhood and what was going on and i you know i i like to say that life is happening for us as you started earlier uh, with that and 
you know, that accident that came and I thought came to change my life. It's, it's important to forgive and to, to, and I'm a, I'm a, so that accident came, I thought to destroy my life and it did for a long time. I still deal with some of the pain from that accident today and some memory issues and uh, from the TV, uh, from the TBI. And, and I have to, I still have to deal with that. And I, I blame that accident for so much of the things that were happening in my life. And when I first went into personal development and met Tony Robbins and everything else, I realized that life is happening for me. That accident didn't come to knock me off course. It came to knock me onto the course that I was destined to be on, right? I wouldn't be who I am today had I not had that accident, right? Just like I wouldn't be the father I am today. Growing up, I didn't have the father that I wanted and deserved, but I got who I needed to have to be the husband, the father, and the man that I am today. doesn't mean that my father wasn't a hard worker. I got the work ethic from him. I got, there's a lot of good that I got from him as well. Uh, but I took the good and I left the bad. You know, I come from a, from a relationship that, you know, most people like, oh, you don't understand. My dad's an alcoholic. My parents got divorced. I'm like, shit, growing up, I wish my father was an alcoholic. And I wish that my parents had gotten divorced because they had a horrible relationship. And my father was really a really nice guy when he was, when he had a couple too many to drink. Unfortunately, that only happened a couple of times a year because those were like, those were the highlights of the year, practically. I know that sounds weird, but again, everybody's experience is a little different. Um, but it really is about ultimately forgiveness and being able to move on. And remember that the things that happen in your life are happening for you because you're, and again, with some exceptions, I will say that there's exceptions to those rules, you know, fatalities, uh, morbidity, you know, like, you know, any kind of like serious disease that like busts us up, uh, you know, so there's exceptions to that rule. Yeah. Most of the time life is preparing us for what it is that we've asked for. And it's testing us to see if, what we to, to, to put us through that fire. And, and then there's even the other thought that we're all spiritual beings, right? And there's a thought and the, the conversation and the idea and the notion that perhaps we chose this path of difficulty. It's almost like the challenge that our spirits took on. So we're exactly where we decided to be. And we chose our parents and we chose our path, right? And this is the game of life. So there's a lot of ways to look at this. There's a lot of theories. There's a lot of, you know, I'm, 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 I love to listen to other people's ideas on religion and what they believe and, and spirituality because why not? Right. Just listen, learn. And we're all here for the same. We're all, we're all living this, this human experience. Right. So, um, but gratitude and forgiveness are huge parts that'll make that experience so much more fulfilling and, uh, enjoyable. Very true. Very true. Well, Tony, before we wrap up today, first, I want to thank you for being here, but I want to give a tactical exercise for women listening who may be struggling a bit with forgiveness or gratitude. Can you suggest a, a practical es- exercise to start their journey towards letting go and stepping into that gratitude attitude? Well, 100%. First of all, you know, when it comes to gratitude, we never even got to speak about that whole cancel culture. We'll have to come back and do that. We'll we'll do a part two. Uh, (laughs) uh, Right. So I would say this. First of all, it's about, you know, there's something called emotional stacking, right? It's a meditative process that you breathe in, you know, count of four, eight, whatever you want to do. But look that up. Look up um, emotional stacking where you can, before going into the process that I'm going to tell you next, is do some meditative breathing, some deep breaths, diaphragmic breaths, and then go into your heart because it starts with being grateful. If you put your hand over your heart, just close your eyes for a moment, take a deep breath in. 
you can feel that heart. If you just breathe into your heart, you can feel that heart beating in your chest. That heart beats in your chest about, on average, 107,000 times a day for the average person. Without you even thinking about it. You don't think about it. Your heart beats, your lungs breathe, your body moves without you even thinking about it. First, start with gratitude for your heart, that gift that was given to you by whoever, whatever you believe in. And it starts there with gratitude. Being grateful that you woke up another day because everyone that died this morning had everyone that died last night rather had plans for this morning right so be grateful that you're here be grateful for the hand your hands think about what have your hands done for you whether have they you know they fed you they've taken care of your children they've caressed those you love they dress you you eat everything your eyes your ears to see your your lips to taste the kiss to speak your tongue everything your feet your legs you're able to move i know people that have no arms and legs and they're amongst the most grateful people in the world, people that are blind, that are the most, some of the most grateful people that I know. So it's being grateful for what you have, not focusing on what you don't. So it starts with, again, that deep breath, meditate, and you can stack emotional stack, emo, you know, good moments that you've had, funny moments, exciting moments, empowering moments. You can bring these back. And again, I would normally take somebody through a 10 minute process of this, which we're not going to be able to do here. But just look, emotional stacking, obviously, that what I'm talking about is I've learned from Tony Robbins. So emotional stacking, and then after you do the emotional stacking, go through the whole Pono Pono exercise, which is you start with the person that you're upset at, not angry, nuclear, holy crap, I, you know, I'm talking about somebody that's annoying. You think about that person, and you say, I'm sorry. I love you. Please forgive me. Thank you. And I know that sounds weird, but you go through this process several times with that person as you envision them in their mind and then you go to someone who's upset you a little more upset you a little more and, and you build up to that person that really you're most angry at that you you know that 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 is absolutely corrupting your life right now and then the last one that you end up with is looking in the mirror and saying it to yourself because ultimately it's about forgiving yourself and i promise you when you forgive everything starts to change you're more grateful. You find more things to be grateful for. Gratitude and forgiveness are the two most epic keys to happiness. They're the first two keys to happiness that you're going to find in any part of your life, in business, in your relationship with your spouse, significant other, with your children, with your parents, with your neighbors, with any other humans. So forgiveness and gratitude. Remember to forgive because perhaps the person that you're holding that anger towards is not even, they're not thinking about you. So why are you thinking about them? You're give you're renting space in your head for free to them. Let go and forgive. And that's how you grow through what you go through. Because until you grow through what you go through, you keep going through it. Right? So we all fall. What we got to do is get up. And when we fall, we have an opportunity to learn. We get up, we have an opportunity to grow. Every time we fall, we have the opportunity to get up and grow. And that's what we've all got to do. A little bit at a time. Get up and grow with Tony Rodriguez. Tony, thank you so much. Gratitude and forgiveness is truly the key of life. And I thank you for being here and sharing your wisdom today. For everybody listening, till next time, stay inspired. Thank you so much for listening, Bestie. If you love what you heard, spread the word. Screenshot this episode and post it on your social media. Don't forget to tag your girl. If you would like to show some further love, give this podcast a review over on iTunes. And be sure to follow our Staying Inspired Podcast Community Facebook page. I'm super grateful for each and every one of you. Together, we create that next level self. 
Until next time, stay inspired.